Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls talk about the show and defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are on part two of our two episode extravaganza of season three. Woo. We are on season three, episode two, The Butterfly Effect. Hell yeah. Woohoo. So, as you know, we've recorded these two back to back, rolling right into this mm-hmm. one. No new news at yep. the top. No, nothing happened in the last like 30 minutes. No, so, so. we're going to get right into the episode and talk about that. Yeah. So why don't you start us off, Keisha? All right. So we open to the Bennett household and Sandra is sweeping up Siler's mess again because that bitch loves to leave broken glass everywhere. And she goes over to Claire and she's like, you know, when you're ready to talk about it, you know, I'm here for you, right? And she's concerned about, like, him coming back, maybe. You know, they're feeling vulnerable without Noah around, obviously. And she's very despondent. She's like, he's not coming back. He got what he came for. And she's very numb. And they go ahead and they say the quiet part out loud when Sandra asks if he, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Claire's like, no, no, it wasn't. it wasn't that. And she's pressing her hand into a pile of broken glass. And she's not even noticing it. And Sandra's like, Claire, and, you know, she looks, and she looks at her hand, and it's all cut up, but she didn't feel it. She didn't feel anything. Didn't hurt. There's no pain. He broke her, quite literally. Mm-hmm. So, as I said in the other episode, it's a very Buffy metaphor thing that they're doing, where it's like, oh, this is clearly a metaphor for something else, even though it's a supernatural occurrence. So, she's like, the pain I'm always so grateful for. It's the only time I know I'm still human. And it's gone. Ugh. God damn it, Siler. Like, fucking seriously, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, immediate um, aftermath of that. Uh, we see, after this, we see the actual version the show uses of the Angela Dream. And it's pretty much the same stuff, except for there's no Monica or Micah. Yeah, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And we see her, where she was heading in that in that car, and Angela angrily goes into Peter's apartment, where future Peter is there, and he's putting together a string map. He sure didn't go home. <laughs> he's setting up base. <laughs> and she's like, go the fuck home, not my Peter. <laughs> and he's like, mm, I'm a little busy trying to save the world right now. He's such a snarky little snark ass. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I want to talk about this for a minute. It's interesting to me that Angela has to deal with this Peter, who's clearly been through it and has been affected by everything so much. Um, Because it's kind of like a Peter that she maybe never thought she would have to deal with because of what the plan originally was with Kirby Plaza. Yes. True. Because he was meant to go boom, Mm -hmm. like fully. And... She wouldn't have had to deal with the consequences of, of a heavily powered and cynical Peter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now here it is in her face. So I think that's interesting to think about. Agreed. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're both very, just very like snipey at each other. He's like, I've seen what you become and I see what you do. And she's like, you don't screw with time, bud. You know, it's just not a thing you do. It's like a big rule. Don't mess with time. Step on a butterfly today, and you can wipe out three million people. And he basically is like, eh, as long as it's not anyone I care about. <laughs> this is not the Peter we know. That's for damn sure, with, a, with an answer like that. 
And she's like, well, well, what if it is someone that you know and care about? Someone like Claire, huh? She listened to you. She was somewhere she wasn't supposed to be. And she ended up having a pretty bad day because of it. So, you know, Claire was meant to go to Texas, but instead she didn't try to leave fast enough and boom, Siler time. So she's saying that that is this Peter's fault entirely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which he's going to take to heart, actually. So, mm-hmm. yep. See, anything to say about all this? So I guess you can change things by time travel. You sure can. <laughs> this Peter in particular, a lot of people are saying like he did something in something to the future. It's changed now. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, he fucked it mm-hmm. up. Yep, yep. We get more into a little bit more nitty gritty in that as we go on the episode, but yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, how's my hinder doing? My hinder, oh my god, okay. <laughs> but you must. All right, so. Maya's looking for Mohinder at the loft again. And she looks around, and where is Mohinder? Mohinder is shirtless and hanging upside down from the ceiling. Just chilling. And he hops down, and he is a full-on horny bitch when he hops down. Because <laughs> he is eyeing Maya up and down, and Maya's all like, um, I, I came to apologize. And Mohinder is all like, yeah, I know, I get it's fine. I use the serum, lol, lol, look at me, woohoo, woohoo. <laughs> and he shows off what he can do, and he, he can climb the wall with his bare hands, and, uh... He's all like, it's all great. I've been doing my blood work and everything all day and everything is normal. I'm just fine and dandy. No side effects. And so Maya's a little relieved. Like, okay, he can't just do what she can do because he used her blood and stuff to find, you know, find us out. And he hops down and he's like, it's only a matter of time before I can reverse the effect and take them away if I can do this. So, uh, you know, that makes Maya happy. And then... Well, Hinder goes full horn dog. Like, maybe there's some pheromones in the air. Because Maya gets mm. into it, too, and they start macking out, and they get it on. Wushiros. Pheromones. <laughs> oh, I wonder what kind of kind of creature in nature uses pheromones. I know. Look at, like... It's really specific. Yeah, like, he can climb the wall, and... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like some lizards and bugs can do things like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. That'd be weird, though. That would be weird. Anyway... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you didn't you didn't talk about the best part of of, uh, of that whole scene is his fridge of chocolate milk, uh. <laughs> <laughs> which I I still love. Oh man, he's, he goes to drink some chocolate milk and he's like, nope, this one's empty. And he goes to a fridge and lo and behold, he has more chocolate. Milk. Oh my god, Mohinder! Oh, I milk love does it. body good. Mm-hmm. It sure does. This, is, this episode is also the beginning of the era that I think uh, Sentinel referenced, where they like to cover him in oil all the time. A hundred percent, yes. He's very, he's very gooey in this episode. And shirtless, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Major fan service happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hinder. Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, we check in on Matt, who's still in a desert, and <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, future Peter knows what kind of a bitch Matt is. That's why. Yep. So, he put in there on purpose. Because he's an interfering interfering. Mm-hmm. And Matt collapses in the desert. Very short. We, we still don't know where he is. He's trying to wander around, etc. We now go to Siler just strolling. <laughs> he gets a great little song and everything. Yeah, there's a song. And then we cut to like a camera from like a car, like a dash cam. And it pulls up on him. And we see two company agents pop out and try to stop him. And he just flicks him away. 
<laughs> and then we cut to who's watching this video, which is Bob and Elle. And Bob is scolding Elle about the whole thing, like they were two good agents, you know, all because you couldn't stop Siler in New York. Elle still wants to prove herself to him, but like he's kind of like on the edge, like, I don't know, I thought my daughter, you know, could do better. You know, the same old song and dance he's been doing in the last season. God, and really going in on it, though. Mm-hmm. And my my biggest note of this scene is a behind-the-scenes thing with this. So between season two and three, Stephen Tobolowsky broke his neck falling off a horse. Ooh. And they had originally filmed the death scene for Bob back before season two had ended. And they called him back in. They're like, well, what can you do with your neck brace? And he's like, you can get me a tall back chair and I can sit very still in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you know that that's what he's doing, it's hard not to know. Yeah, so that's why he's in this big chair. Like he said, he had his son with him that would take the neck brace off in between for each scene and put it back on for him for each scene. And like, uh, you know, Kirsten Bell was all like afraid that (laughs) if she moved wrong, he was going to die. Oh my gosh. I could see that for her. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, there was real fear in her eyes there. So that's why he's like just sitting there in the chair. Oh God, yeah. So... He, he fucking goes in so hard on the L shit. He's like, you know, when your mother died, your need for approval and affection was just so hard to bear. I was like, could oh you my not? God. Yeah. Bobathin. <laughs> Bobathin indeed. Where did you get that little bit from uh, the info from Stephen and his... Oh, uh, Stephen had a podcast. Or he, I guess he updates there once in a while, the Tobolowsky Files. What mm-hmm. episode? One of the episodes is him talking about his experience on Heroes. Let me grab that for you real quick. Let me open that page up. Because I bookmarked it. If you want to listen. It's the second half of episode 14, Lost in Act 1. Nice. He talks about his experience on Heroes. You know I like hearing anyone who was on this show talk about it. Not enough people do. So He, he, he has had a wild career, so it's like interesting to listen to all of his stuff where he goes back and forth for different things talking mm-hmm. about his experiences on all the different shows and stuff but yeah and i think there is a whole he has another episode dedicated to when he broke his neck <laughs> goodness so yeah definitely worth a listen I'll, I'll have to do that maybe maybe uh at work on thursday i'll need a podcast to listen mm-hmm. to so i'll do that um yeah do we want to see what hero and ando are up to yeah okay um so <laughs> Hero and Ando are still trying to find the mystery little blonde who stole the formula half. And Hero's now super paranoid around Ando since he saw this version of betrayal in the future. And he's being a dick to him. And for no good Mm -hmm. reason. (laughs) And so he talks about how he's got more money than God. He doesn't say that, but that's kind of the implication. (laughs) Um, Because he hires this private eye who finds Daphne like that. And gives them an address in France. And at first, Hero wasn't going to take Ando with him. Trust issues, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he does. And so they they, they, uh, they head off to do that. It's just a quick look. Ando's, up. like, really hurt about it, too. He's like, what did I do? Why aren't, yes. why aren't you going to take me with you? Yeah, why are you being so weird all of a sudden, bud? Mm-hmm. What'd you see? Yeah. So I just, yeah, I love the idea of Rich Hero. Just like, yep. <laughs> I just found this private eye, and he found her. <laughs> That's and then your job done. He had a bunch so. of detectives in that office, like, looking around. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. He's like, with the, with, yeah, with this kind of money, they don't ask questions. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so meanwhile, we see Governor Malden again and Tracy, and they're doing a walk and talk, Aaron Sorkin style, and it makes me happy. 
as they're walking and talking down the hallway. And so they're talking about the Petrelli thing. And Governor Malden's getting cold feet. <laughs> uh, he's saying, like, Petrelli, you know, he's a loaded gun. I'm not too sure about this guy, you know. I don't know. Tracy's like, no, no, no. You need someone who would owe you a real debt and a real seat of power. And so Governor Malden's like, mm, God in politics, risky bedfellows, are they? <laughs> anyway, um, so... <laughs> Tracy says the far right is loving him. So that used to mean something else a little uh, different back then, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I gotta say that right now. Uh, this was before um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that used to just mean, like, the, the more, more conservative, like, really God-loving, quote, quote, people, you know, of the Republican mm-hmm. Party. It doesn't mean what it does now. So just keep that in mind when you hear Tracy say that in a rewatch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I was like, oof, <laughs> uh, how far we fall in. And so she's like, listen, bud, you don't pay me for sex. I do that on my own. Like, you pay me for my advice. I say we appoint Nathan Petrelli, the junior senator of the state of New York. And so Governor Malden agrees, and they're going to reach out to him. And so Tracy's like, sweet, that's a win. And she, uh, you know, it, it cuts to a different scene, and she's, she uh, goes into a parking lot to go to her car. And she's confronted by this journalist who's, like, your classic, like, you know, nobody believes him kind of guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a little much. And he shows up claiming that she is actually, that she's Nikki. And so he shows Tracy one of Nikki's old ads for her website from Vegas. And she's just like, this is nonsense. Why would someone like me do something like that? And he's like, yeah, well, I've got sources and they say that's you, bud. So I'm going to run the story. And she goes, you run that story. I will hunt your ass down and destroy you. Now, remember, there was an Allie Larder character in Angela's vision. Is this a villain? What? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yep. I, oh, I love Tracy so much. She doesn't take any shit. And I'm into that. Um, yeah. So it's fun because, you know, the show's like, oh, yeah, we're not just going to have a new Allie Larder character and just leave that be. No, we're going to play with this. She was a regular, you know, as her old character. So there's a journalist who's going to make her life hell. God, I hope I hope something doesn't happen. Oh, to no. Her. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just see like a brief little moment where um, Hero and Ando boop over to Daphne's hideout. And she's fully stealing like all kinds of like priceless, uh, priceless art and things like that. Yep. Including the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Including the Mona Lisa, which someone would, I think, notice is gone, but maybe not. Oh, replace uh, it with a fake. No one, she does it fast enough. That's true. That's true. A little swaparoo. Yeah. A little swappy flop. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Fun stuff there. Let's let's go forward to Claire. Okay. How's, um, how's Claire we doing? We see Claire is making a tape again. And, oh. um... She questions, if you can't feel anything, do you still have a soul? Oh, oh no. She also wonders if Siler is right and she'll live forever. And she needs to prove that she is still alive because that's what the pain would, would make her feel oh, alive. Boy. And she's at the train tracks this time, and this is attempt number seven. So she stands there as a train is about to come, and instead of us seeing the aftermath of that, Peter swoops in and flies her out of the way. And she gets a little upset about that, but... Peter's like, what happened? Because Angela said, yeah, you know, something happened to someone you care about because you're your over here meddling. And she answers with, like, something awful. And we get a little commercial break there, which we come back from, and um, we see them walking 
away from the train tracks. And Peter's like, he can heal now. That wasn't supposed to happen. And he realizes what happened should never have happened. And it was all his fault. And he says as much to Claire, it's all my fault this happened to you. And then Claire's like, you know what? I I need your, you need to show me how to get Siler. She wants revenge too, Mm -hmm. obviously. She wants to fight. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, I have to be careful now with what I'm saying to you and what I'm doing. And he pops away and just leaves her there. Great fun. Yeah, really, really well done, you. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Now you care about what Mm -hmm. you say to her. Now you give a shit about butterflies. Yep. A little late for Mm -hmm. that. Ah, Peter, 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 Peter. Any comments on that for now or Um Not really, no. It's just yeah. Just it can't be me. And you know, she has a good point. She's like, I can heal. What kind of power is that? I can't defend myself. It's mm-hmm. true. She needs to learn how to fight. Or something. Yeah, she's, she's gotta learn how to put her little mitts up. Little mitts. Be sneaky. Yeah. Just get Siler talking a lot, and then you'll probably be able to kill him. It's yeah, you, you just hard. get him on a good <laughs> get him on a good monologue, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just let him really just really wallow in that self you know, that existential dread and he'll go for it. Yep. That's for him. Not all villains are that way though, as we will see. Oh, oh yes. There are many different types of villains. But before we get there, mm. let's go to Odessa where Nathan is praying at his bedside. Aw. And, you know, he's like, you know, forgive me for my sins, etc. And then Tracy walks in because she, that's where she was going. She flew to Odessa to meet with him to make the offer. And he glances back and says, speaking of sin. <laughs> <laughs> the best line. I love it. And she smiles. She's like, I've got a proposition for you. And she's like, I'm an advisor for Governor Malden. And she starts to get in his feel. And Nathan's just kind of looking at her like, Nikki, it's me. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, wait, do you think you know me? And he's like, biblically? <laughs> <laughs> the word biblically comes to mind. Yeah. Oh, you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's all, no, no, I'm Tracy Strauss. And she gives him her number. And she's like, just, you know, think about this offer. We want you to be the junior senator. Um, because the the previous seat holder had passed away. So apparently the governor has the power to appoint the senator. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, just here's my number. Think about it. I'm not whoever you think I am. I'm Tracy Strauss. You can look into me, etc. And she leaves him. And who is there? We see Linderman watching her leave. And Nathan's like, you know, why'd you put Nikki up to this? And he's like, that's not Nikki, that's Tracy Strauss, and her offer is real. And, you know, maybe there's a reason someone who looks so familiar came into your life with this offer of a lifetime. (laughs) So Linderman's like, "Mm, Nathan, you should take this offer, yum yum. It's God's plan. Yeah, it's God's plan. There's a reason for this. (laughs) And Lathan, wow, Lathan, wow, (laughs) Nathan tells Linderman to kind of like skedaddle, just like, get out of here for now. Get so. out of here, figment of my imagination. Um, mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. uh, I, I've i said this, I think, before we started recording. Um, I love how Nathan is written in this episode. Yes. Whoever did it got it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly the kind of guy we always talk about. Oh, look. Let me look right now before we move on. Was written by <laughs> Tim Kring wrote both the two episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting because the Nathan is so different in the... Not different, but, like, I, I could easily believe someone else wrote that so uh beeman directed this one arcus directed the previous nice so yeah 
There is the answer to that. Hardcore, like, heroes, crew people right there. Mm -hmm. Top hitters. Yep. Yep. All the, you know, it's the season premiere. (laughs) Ba-bam. Yep. Gotta have them. Yep. So, we go back to Elle, and she's excited because she has a plan. She comes into her dad's office, and she's like, I think I know where we can find Siler, like, how we can stop him. On level five, he'd have an all-you-can-eat buffet, so obviously he could be coming here. And, uh, oh, shit, that's exactly what's happening. Because at first she thinks her dad's ignoring her, but she gets around to the other side of that tall back chair. And uh, he's already been Silered. Rip Bob Bishop. Mm-hmm. Siler's on the loose. Here we go. <laughs> Here go, hell come. Oh, yes. So L marches right down to level five. Gets catcalled by Flint. I'm saying their names. I don't care. That's a guy that's who can fine, create yeah. mm-hmm. uh, fire. And Jesse's still like, I'm Peter! L, look at me! <laughs> it is I, Peter Petrelli! <laughs> In the guise of this man. Yeah. Um, which was the Veronica Mars reunion, because they were on that show together. He was Weevil on Veronica Mars, so, mm-hmm. yay. Um, she goes right to Bennett. And she just opens his cell, and she's like, Siler's in the building, let's go. Tosses him a gun, and he just catches it. And it's such a great moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, gear up, buddy. And he's like, oh, but Daddy doesn't want me to leave my cell. And she's like, he's dead. Siler killed him. And that gets Noah to stop fucking around, like, immediately. But, oh, yeah. no. She leaves the cell, and she's immediately thrown aside, TK style. Oh, he's there. It's time. Siler versus Bennett. Round whatever. <laughs> Round three? Round four? Three or four. Yeah. This is this is another, like... It might okay. be three. I'm thinking. Okay, round like, one was, like, the house when he first tried to get in there with Sandra, right? Well, the escape from Primatech, Okay, right? so the escape was, like, one, because they got him there that first time. Yeah, the, the Sandra would be two. Mm-hmm. The Flick at Kirby would be, like, two and a half. <laughs> yeah. This is and round three, There's nothing three, in season two, yeah, so... Yep. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Um, my my love of these two constantly being at odds is my favorite thing in the world and is going to lead to something great in the next episode. So, mm-hmm. uh, Siler's there. Bennett's pointing his gun right at him. And he's like, oh, Noah, did you miss me? <laughs> and he uses the name because, okay, despite the fact that it was a prop ID that they didn't show us the name in universe, Siler fully saw his name when he had that ID. So... He would use it to get too familiar because he's a shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nope. And Noah, Noah does not even fuck around for a minute. He just blam, 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 blam. He shoots until that gun is clicks. And, um, and he lets him. Siler lets him slash encourages him to do so because he wants him to see what he can do now because he's a prick. And what? He's a drama queen. He is a drama queen, the high drama of it all. <laughs> he wore a nice coat. Like, he looked real spiffy for his murder spree. Um, mm-hmm. So Elle's stirring uh, from, you know, being knocked aside. And she watches, along with Noah, Siler healing. Can you fucking imagine Noah's thought process watching his little girl's power in the body of this monster before he even says anything? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what he's going through watching that occur and wondering about Claire now? Oh, he's like, yeah, I got that from your Claire. <laughs> and Noah, Noah just gears up to shoot him probably in the head this time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Siler's like, nah, bored. 
chucks him aside. And Jesse Peter is just yelling at him, like, leave him alone, you know? And uh, <laughs> so this is I wrote my notes. I went, he doesn't know that's really Peter, so he probably just thinks he has a really overzealous fan. Because, look, he's like, Siler! <laughs> <laughs> Don't! Um, Siler stalks around Elle. He flips her brain side up. And he's like, hey, look what your daddy used to be able to do. And he's got the company gun that, uh, you know, was set aside. And he makes it gold-plated in front of her. And he flips it around like a little, just a little dick. And then he drops it. And she's like, you killed him. And he's like, I've killed a lot of people, L. And, okay, retcon, retcon. Woo, woo, woo. You're as much to blame for that as anyone. Say what? <laughs> maybe even more so so then he goes to kill her but she blasts him so very hard while he's cutting into her and so he's incapacitated but she also shorts out the security grid and the whole floor escapes oops <laughs> well you know making an omelet <laughs> mm-hmm. anything to say about this wonderful seg- <laughs> segment uh, I feel like her bolt was kind of like instinct kicked in because she was starting to get cut Oh yeah, no, she didn't mean to do that. Yeah, that was yeah. that was her fight or flight, if you will. So I like that Jesse Peter came over and was like, "L L," and then like Knox is like, "We gotta go." Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> do that. He's gonna do that next because uh, mm-hmm. she wakes up and we see the German looking down at her. We haven't met him yet, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse is like, "He's Peter, and he's trying to help her." But then Knox, as Rachel said, he's like, "No, we gotta go. Like now. Like this is our shot. We have to go." And we see them run away. So that's three people at least. And then we see a, a last person wander away. That's Eric Doyle. He's a big deal later. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Bennett dragging Siler's sorry ass into a cell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We need to talk about that for a minute. Just in the very, like, these two way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have just killed him. Could have just fucking killed him right then while he was passed out. Yeah. Could have just slit his throat, stabbed him in the neck, uh, you, know, you know, just shot him in the head, anything, right? No. He wants to try to make Siler pay for hurting and violating Claire. He needs him awake for that. That's fully why he dragged him into a cell. God damn it, Noah. <laughs> or he's worried, like, I could shoot him and it's not gonna fucking do anything. Maybe. But he knows about the head, so... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he just he just needs Siler awake for what he wants to do. <laughs> Well, probably what he wanted to probably. do, what he's not going to get the chance to do because things change. But mm-hmm. yeah, so oof, Siler is in company custody once more, but a bunch of other baddies are on the loose. Oh yep, my, yep. yep. So that was level five. <laughs> they used to have the most like dramatic ads about level five. So, yes, yeah, that was it though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I thought you'd finished up because it was, like, commercial break, and then you kind of, like, summed up the, like, that they left, so I was like, oh. Yeah, it was, well, it was commercial break, and then she wakes up, and then, yeah, yeah. so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just that little bit, but. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, level five. That was what the narrator sounded like. I totally still have that on one of my YouTube channels, I think. I recorded it off my TV. <laughs> level five. Level five. The worst of the worst. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, they say a dozen, but I feel like we don't ever see a full dozen. We get, like, Flint, Knox, the German, Jesse, mm-hmm. Doyle. Doyle later. Um, well, in the comics, I think we get a, a couple of the B, uh, the B team. Fair. Fair. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's our A-team. They're our villains, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's other stuff happening elsewhere. So, back in France, um, Hero and Ando are looking through everything that Daphne has boosted. And Andrew, Ando's just fully trying to steal a gold bar. <laughs> and Hero's just like, what the hell, man? Because he's already really <laughs> bummed out about future Ando. He's just like, really? You're going to do that? And he's like, no, okay, what what the hell is with this attitude? Ando calls him out. He's like, what the hell? And so he's like, what happened? What did you see? And so he tells him, he says, future you was a villain, Ando. And Ando's like, what? I would never. It had to be like a robot or a shapeshifter. Like, I would, I would never hurt you like that. That's crazy. And so they're trying to decide what they're going to do to get her attention. And here I was like, I need to take something that she actually might value. Because a lot of this stuff is just like, whatever. I need to find something that's personal to her to get her attention. And he does. He finds something very different amidst all of the, you know, art treasures and whatnot. He finds a medal, like a high school track medal. And he's like, ah, this has got to be it. This has to be personal. Why would this be here among everything else? So he snatches it. And, uh, yeah, it's just a quick little bit with them. Um, poor Ando. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love him like standing up for himself though. He's just yes. like, fuck you, dude. I didn't do that. So you need to not. Punishing him for things he hasn't done yet. Yeah. And would never. Mm-hmm. Says him. So. Yeah, indeed. We get a lot of like little flashes with Hero and Andal in this episode. Yeah. That's pretty much what we, what we get with them. So. Same thing with Matt, honestly, little like check-ins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but most of the meat in this episode is the stuff you're about to talk about. Yes. Speaking of checking in, (laughs) (laughs) Peter's checking in on Nathan, who is conflicted about taking the Senate seat. Because the last time he had power, he almost (laughs) blew up Manhattan. You know, like you do. (laughs) Like, you know, like happens. He's he's a little afraid power is a little too much for him. And Peter's all like, well, you know, you're different now. It's fine. And then Peter drops the guys and shows who he really is, scar and all. Oof. And fully admits, like, Nathan, listen, I shot you. It was me, <laughs> future Peter. Hi. Hi, hello. hello. <laughs> yeah. In the world I came from, people knew about powers. We were hunted. It was a bad scene. So I had to come back to that moment and get you to stop. And he came here to save the world, but he doesn't think he has yet because he thinks the future's different now. And he asks him this time when he's awake for his forgiveness. Nathan doesn't exactly say, I forgive you. He's just like... He sure doesn't. If you're from the future, then what do I do next? Even though Hero, Hero, even though Peter has said, I don't know, the future is different now, probably. Mm-hmm. And he even says that he had you had a different future where I came from. It's up to you now to make the right choices. And Peter himself has got to make a few choices to set things right. And he pops away. Bye. Bye, Peter. <laughs> Hi, bye. Uh, I love when he's like, now you're on the path to being the brother that I always looked up to. Yes. Oh, yes. The brothers. Brothers. Oh, God. We don't fully, do we ever find out, like, in that future that's apparently gone now, what what uh, Nathan was? No, I was just going to say, I would have loved to have known what his future was in that. Probably not too, uh, not too dissimilar from five years gone. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed really similar, so. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yep. We certainly find out what it becomes, though. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. So, Nathan calls Tracy up as she's pulling back into the parking garage where she came from. She just flew back. And he accepts the offer on one condition. He wants her on his staff. 
<laughs> and <laughs> gross. <laughs> and she agrees. She's like, sure, that's fine. <laughs> and so she's all excited. She's going to go back up and tell the governor, like, yeah, we got him on board. And who should come out but the reporter guy again? And she's all like, ugh, not this again. Don't you run that story? And he's like, oh, I've got more. And he has the video from the Corinthian of Nikki and Nathan. Woo. He's like, wow, what a great story this is going to be. You and the, you know, the congressman that everyone's talking about right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not me. You got to, like, knock it off. And he's like, I'm going to run this story. And she gets, like, agitated with him. And she's like, no, you're not. And she grabs him. And when she grabs him, he turns to ice. Oh, fuck. And shatters. Yep. And the great thing is, I think, in both scenes with him before this, he called her an ice queen. Yes, because she's, like, got a reputation around uh, D.C. Yeah. Yep, so she literally is an ice queen. (laughs) Literally an ice queen. I love it. And, yeah, she, like, skedaddles on out of that parking garage real quick after that. They used to have really cool special effects bits where they showed you how Tracy froze people. Mm-hmm. It was meat. They would just take meat and, like, superimpose, like, ice. Like, yeah, it was, like, a whole, like, big process to do it. Mm-hmm. Which I always thought was kind of cool. Yeah. It sure looked like meat shattered on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's meat and then, yeah, and then ice. And, yeah. Yep, yep. Going down the drain, as it were. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye, reporter man. Mm-hmm. So from... Tracy having a crisis. We go back to level five. Level five. Siler is unconscious in level five, and mm-hmm. L is looking over him. She's all bandaged up. And who should stroll in but Angela? Mm, quite the mess you made here. Hmm. Because Bob died. The chain of command now moves to Angela. Oh shit. And she strolls up to L and she's like, it's time to make some changes. And I was like, yeah, well, look, I caught Siler. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Angela's like, yes, and let a dozen horrible people about as bad as him escape. Including Noah Bennett. <laughs> Noah Bennett's back yep. out again. Slippery little bugger. She's like, we only really kept you around all be- due to Bob's insistence. So Elle is fired. Ugh. And <laughs> yeah. Oof, bye, Elle. Get out. Pack up your desk. Goodbye. Oh, man. And Mama P, Mama P ain't here to play. <laughs> mm-hmm, no, she's like, you're out. I'm not going to put up with your bullshit. <laughs> and Elle kind of like walks off and leaves Angela to now look over Siler. Strapped down and locked up. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She should be pretty proud, though. They got a big catch. I mean, yeah. You know. Not good enough. <laughs> well. not- you let a dozen evil people escape, Elle. They're all evil in, like, a villain of the week kind of way. This mm-hmm. is the big bad. <laughs> yes. She's still disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Just gotta be fair. Oh, poor Siler. You know, he was just, he was just, everything was coming up Millhouse, and now here he is, back on a slab. <laughs> mm. He got too cocky. That is his problem. It is his fucking flaw. It is his major fucking flaw. Yes. It's mm-hmm. his flair for monologuing and drama. <laughs> the high drama of it all. Yep. And it gets him into trouble every time. And he doesn't every learn. Time. Every time. Oh, man. So, back in France, 
Um, we have Hero and Ando still, and it's funny because um, when Daphne shows up, he uh, he uses this fun little analogy for it all. He calls her Catwoman to their Batman and Robin, obviously, because mm-hmm. Catwoman's bullshit. Hello, and Hero's got her medal. And she's like, all right, time warp, give it back. And they do, like, this cute little thing where she tries to speed after him, but he boops away. And um, he's like, you're not, you know, faster than me, nemesis. That's that's her nickname. Get used to it. And, mm-hmm. um, and he even does, like, a like, little, like, here, kitty, kitty, kitty thing. Because uh, she's Catwoman, right? And so they do this for a minute. And he's like, all right, so I'm offering you a trade. I'll give you this back. You give me back what you stole. You know, the half of the formula. And so she reluctantly is like, oh, fine. Okay. So she goes over and she shifts the Mona Lisa and there's a, there, it was there all along. And he, <laughs> Hero's mad. Ando, he's like, you didn't look behind the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and uh, he makes Ando take the medal to her. And so Ando's, you know, walking forward with it, you know, the old like exchange bit. And she... Well, here's Hero's thing, you know, is he's like, we're two honorable people. We we're doing a trade. No, we're not, bud. She's not honorable. Mm-hmm. She's going to do what she's got to do. So she speeds and she ends up holding a knife at Ando's neck. And she's just like, look, man, I don't want to hurt this guy. I will is the thing. Like, you, you give me that back. Like, this is, you know, we're, we're playing by my rules now kind of thing. And so she manages to get away. With, you know, both things that she wanted. And Ando's real pissed that Hero let her cut him. He's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, she could have killed me. God, stop being mad at future me. <laughs> you know? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And he's like, no, no, no. That's not the whole plan. He put a tracker on the metal. And he's like, I didn't even see you do that. When did you do that? And why didn't you tell me the whole plan? And Hero's being real cagey with him, just very like, I don't trust you is why. And it's like, Hero, you need to stop. Seriously, here's your bud. And he goes, I stop time and teleport. There's many things you don't see me do. I was like, you're being an asshole, and you're deserving that red blast right now, frankly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. mm-hmm. Yeah. Betrayal, more like comeuppance. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, cute little thing with them. I love the back and forth between Hero and Daphne. So, it's playful. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's not, like, evil. She just, you know, you find out later on she definitely has reasons for doing why she does what she does. So. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Mohinder banged Maya. And um, <laughs> and now he's feeling, re- he's feeling really weird, though. Because it's been, like... A little while since he gave himself that injection. Probably about 24 hours, maybe. Um, it's feeling odd. Kind of sick. Sensitive to light. Whoo, boy. That light in the bathroom. That's not good. Uh, his skin. Oh, boy. His skin. Um, it's, uh, it's real scabby. Or scaly, one could say. He examines it. And he pulls a scale or scab off. It's real gooey and real gross. And it turns out, maybe he shouldn't have given himself that injection. I don't know. (gasps) Maybe that was a bad idea. (laughs) Good job, Mohinder. (laughs) And that's only a small taste of what's to come there. (laughs) I also didn't remember his veins pulsing like they did. Like, when he woke up, he was looking at his, like, wrist, and his veins were, like... 
Oh, I missed that. I'll have to I'll have to look again. His veins were like doing weird shit, and that's why he got Ooh. to go to the bathroom and splash water on his face. That's when you know you're fucked when your veins are doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's game over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. What's yeah. happening to me? Oh, you ever seen The Fly, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> um, how's Matt? <laughs> He's still in the desert. Ooh, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> he is like on the ground, like things are not looking good. And he hears a, uh, someone say hello and he opens his eyes and he's getting looked at by a turtle. And he's like, oh God, I'm hearing things. <laughs> and he, he hears a voice say, there's a plant, that plant there will give you water. And so he, he manages to reach over, pull out the plant and some water goes in his mouth and he's like, oh my God, thank you, turtle. You saved my life. And then we see a man come over and he's all like, why are you talking to a turtle? Amazing. <laughs> and this man gives him um, actual water. Like, you could have given him the water first, bud, but, you know, gotta, gotta fuck with him a bit. And Matt drinks it and sits up and he's like, you're from America. And he's like, yeah. You know Britney Spears? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, Britney Spears is from America. And he's like... America's a big place. And the guy's like, Africa is too. So they're in Africa. Oh my. Yep. I love it. Peter didn't just like boop him into Death Valley. He was like, nope. (laughs) Nope to you. Mm -hmm. Now I'm doing the that guy for this because I don't remember this character's name. Do you remember his name? Um, I have a, hold on. I have an idea of it. Let me, I don't want to say it wrong. Because he's a pretty important character. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we don't get his name in this episode, so I didn't write it down. No, we don't. And yeah, his name is yeah Usutu. Usutu. Okay. Usutu. So they get up, and Matt sees he has a cell phone, and he's like, "I need your cell. I need to call my family." And he's like, "There's no service here. Should have gone with Sprint." <laughs> oh God. Which they were a big hero sponsor back in the day. Yeah, you think Nissan was bad? <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, slightly off topic, but also on topic, excuse me. Um, in that book I told you I was reading, mm-hmm. they did this whole bit about product placement. And I found it downright egregious that she didn't mention anything from Heroes. Yeah, they were fucking real big about it's, it. It's pretty much what kept the show running, I would argue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, yeah, the, the Nissan and the Sprint of it all. Goodness. Anyway. So, it's like, oh, great. And Usutu tells him, we have to, we have to walk. You need to spirit walk with me. And he's like, I don't, I didn't come here on purpose to spirit walk. I just want to go home. I am not walking. And then Usutu looks him dead in the eye and says, get walking, Parkman. Oh, shit. So he's like, wait, you know my name? What, what? And he's like, something is not right. You are not supposed to be here, which means the future is not as I painted it. Oh boy! And Matt's like, "How do you how do you know with this?" And he's just like, "Keep walking, Parkman." <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. I remember at the time people were kind of like eh, about another person having Isaac's power, basically. But um, it's like we saw with Wes and Nathan. Like this shit's gonna replicate. There's only so many things people can do that they can't do normally. It's so. that. And um, I feel like them emphasizing over and over from different characters being like, the future's different now, the future's different now, is mm-hmm. also them being like, we're not going to bring out any more Isaac Mendezes. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's also why they did that. Because people yeah, are like, like, why it's, are it's, Isaac Mendes paintings? It's too good of a, of a plot machination for them to lose, too. Yes. The paintings and the images. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, yeah. So meanwhile, back in California, Claire comes downstairs. And she's kind of like going slowly because someone is down there. But it's just Noah. He's back home and he's in his office. And they hug it out. And he's like, Claire's like, I'm not all right, but I'm better now that you're here. Because he asks her how she is. Mm. And she realizes, though, rather quickly, he's not staying. And he's like, there's something that has happened that I can't ignore. Noah's back, but not for long. Yep. And we'll find out more about that after another little scene. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we just see Nathan in the hospital again, and he's playing chess with Linderman. And Nathan's like, guess what? But I'm not going to let you manipulate me anymore. I'm in control. You know? I got this. This is my decisions that I'm making. No one else's. And the nurse comes in. And she's like, you need to rest, Mr. Petrelli. And he's just like, well, you know, let me finish my game kind of thing. And she's like, you're playing yourself? Oh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> like, we could <laughs> kind of figure out no one can see him. And uh, Linderman confirms as such. He says, no one can see me but you, Nathan. Like, very like, you think you're in control here? Haha, ha, guess not. Who's it, whose turn was it again? Huh? Yeah? <laughs> How's that control working out for you, Senator? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's something weird going on with Linderman. But it's going to take a minute before we find out what, so. Yeah, get your theories going now. We're not going to tell you, though. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, we pop back over to Noah and Claire. And he's doing this whole little monologue about the level five of it all. And he's like, some people, Claire, they're just evil, you know, and that's what I did is I put them away. And so now they're out and I got to take them back and I got to lock them up. And he intros us to our first level five people. We see Knox, who can turn fear into strength. Remember in Angela's dream, he straight up like decapitates Claire. Yeah, she was scared. He got strong. Rip. There you go. Uh, Flint is a flamethrower. Flint has a last name that is pretty familiar, so keep that in mind. Flint Gordon, huh? I feel like we know another person who has that last name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, he's a flamethrower. Uh, the German, who never gets a name, by the way, uh, he can control magnetism. So he's like a little magneto. That makes him really fucking dangerous, by the way. Yes. Like, the German is kind of cool. No one talks about the German, but he was pretty cool. And Jesse, oh boy, they make a big deal about Jesse. Jesse can manipulate sound waves. And they're just really building it up as like their potential is bad. He's like, oh, the villains. Uh. Uh, Noah's like, they will kill, they will terrorize, they will conspire, and they will cause unimaginable destruction to the world. They're villains, Claire. And I'm the only one that knows enough about them to stop them. And Claire's like, cool, when do we leave? Because she wants to come help him. She's very correct when she's like, dude, I was willing to shoot Peter in the face at Kirby. Like... I want to do something with my power and I want to learn to fight back and I want to help. Let me help. God damn it. No one lets me help. And Noah's like, no, no, no. Too dangerous. Not doing it. But I do have something in mind for this. So he has someone in mind who can help Claire out, answer her questions and keep the family safe. And as Sandra and them say, 
you know, as adoptive parents, there's only so many questions they can answer. So they bring back her bio mom. Meredith is back. Hey. Um, yeah, she does her little flame thing, which is like her thing. She's like, look at the flame in my hand. Um, Meredith, uh, Gordon is back. Gordon, huh? I feel like I just said that. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, so. <laughs> Strange. File that in your box for later. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Coincidence, I suppose. Hmm. Big coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So, Bio Mom is back on the scene and she's going to help Claire. <laughs> I love it. No, hello. Just lights her hand on fire. Yeah, just hi. That's her hi. She just yeah. goes, look, I could do this, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Why don't you close it all off for us? All right, we're about to close the episode off. Oh, boy, here we go. Oh, wow. Peter pops down to level five. Because he's going to set things right and get Peter back out of there. But what does he see? He sees Siler there. Huh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and he realizes, oh, hell, all the inmates are gone. And... Angela's still there, and Peter's like, where is everybody? And she's like, well, they're gone. And he's like, I put Peter in Jesse's body. And she looks at him like, you're gonna find my son and get the fuck back where you came from. (laughs) (laughs) She has had up to here with this asshole. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because he thought that'd be safe. This level five outbreak wasn't supposed to happen. No, it wasn't. So, we now go to our Peter... And he's trying desperately to call Nathan. He's like, you gotta look out for a guy that looks like me. It's not me. And we see that Jesse Peter is with the villains. And -hmm. we get to see them be villainous at a gas station getting a car. Flint burns the dude. People, they're tossing people. It's a woman. It's a woman. Oh, I just say dudes in general. It's a woman. So Flint burns a woman. They're like beating a guy up and just kind of doing it for kicks. And they say as much like... Because Peter's like, what are you doing? And they're like, just having fun, you know. It's been a while, you know. It's been a while stretching, you know. (laughs) Gotta stretch out a little bit. (laughs) And he hesitates because Knox is like, we gotta go. But he eventually joins Knox, Flint, and the German in a car. And they leave. So, back to level five. Back to poor old Siler. Strapped down. Oh, honey. Honey. Honey, sweetie. Honey, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Fear not, he is not alone for long because Angela walks into the room. Oh, wow. These two have never been in a scene together. No. Other than her dream. Yeah, but you know. So she has a sit with him and she kind of like unstraps one of his hands or adjusts it. She's like... Oh, she unstraps it. Yeah, I was going to say she unstraps it. She's like, my sons have been such a disappointment. And she's like, "But, but you, I can give you what all boys crave from their mothers. Isn't that right, Gabriel? And Siler's waking up like, my name is Siler. <laughs> and you're not my mother. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you're not my real mom. <laughs> you're not my mom. What do you mean? <laughs> and yet she leans in and she's like, but I am, dear. I am. And he kind of like looks like, oh, fuck. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> oh, fuck. Whoosh. <laughs> whoosh heroes. Or not whoosh. To, whoosh to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> whoosh to be seen. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Okay, lean back for a minute. <laughs> Fucking, do you remember when we first heard that shit? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. What the hell is going on? Gabriel Petrelli? Question mark, question mark, question mark? What? What the fuck? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. 
it is like the most wonderful thing that changes so much potentially. And for you and I personally, we were little soap opera whores back in the day. Yeah. This could not make you more happy than, than what she just said. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. She and I used to watch Passions back in the day. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the soapiest of soaps. So. Mm-hmm. This is before we even met. Like, yeah. Yep, yep. Good lord. Siler fucking the spawn of Angela Petrelli. Gabriel Petrelli. But boy, he didn't grow up like the other two, did he? No, what happened there? Why didn't he huh. get a silver spoon? Why? Why did he not? Yeah. I wonder if he'll have a lot of questions and potentially resentment about this. Maybe. Oh, class war. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, first two episodes of season three going in with a bang. So. Bum bum. Bum bum. Setting up all kinds of storylines. Lots of questions. We get, to, I think, um,. Pretty much everyone was around, except for, like, obviously, Micah and Monica and that Nikki storyline we haven't seen anything for. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's going to get swept under the rug, literally, and it's going to be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else uh, we're forgetting? No. No, just that? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone, everyone got, like, their little moments. So, let's see. So, to recap, um, Mohinder, <laughs> not in a great place. <laughs> no. Maybe he can still climb walls, though, right? That's cool. Maybe he's still super strong. Oh, no, wait, that's bad. That's real bad. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Claire, damaged, but also really motivated. That'll be fun to follow. Um, Peter, super trapped. <laughs> super fucked at the moment. How, how will he escape from this caper? Um Nathan, really falling back into his old habits. Just the first chance he got. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Noah, also also going back into his old ways because he's the only one who could stop the villains. Matt, I don't know, man. He's spirit walking in the desert. That's the thing. He didn't <laughs> ask for it, but that's where he is. Um, no, he's going to be our big like narrative exposition device a lot of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of this volume in particular. Hero and Ando having some real trust issues. Going to be intriguing to see what, you know, if, if anything from that little future segment comes to pass. If Ando gets a power, what the fuck? I mean, it's not like somebody came up with a serum that gives it to people. God. Anyway. Um, yeah. And Siler's going to have a whole new batch of mommy issues. Yep. You thought you were done with the mommy issues with Gabriel Gray, but oh, you were not, so. Oh, boy. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm still laughing that, like, Future Peter was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to tuck Matt Parkman away somewhere safe. He can just go sit and spin <laughs> in the desert over here. He can sit and he could spin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, to me, is like, oh, those two have had confrontations in the world he's from. Mm-hmm. That's That's some history there. He's pulling a hero. He's getting mad at him for stuff he didn't even do. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I know your type. Bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yep. Good stuff, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all kinds of crazy shit's about to happen after this. Things are pretty chill in the first couple episodes, like, in terms of where people are at. Um, it, it's, it's after this where we've set all this stuff up where it's like, oh, my God, we're about to really shake the foundations of some things. 
<sighs> Shit's about to get wild. It is about to go wild. Mm-hmm. This is the comic bookiest of the volumes, and I'm here for it in a lot of ways. So, but yeah, that was our episode. Um, we're we're diving in, diving into villains. They're out. Um, do you have any other final remarks? Uh, no. I think we were pretty quick about covering both episodes. Yeah, shit. We should we should stop over ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's 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 your turn to do the socials now. All um, right. Yeah. Socials. <laughs> Time for the socials, people. We You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. If you want to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B like Bob Bishop. Rip Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark S N A R K. You can email us. We are eclipsepod at gmail dot com. The best way to get a hold of us, however, is joining the Discord. Come, Come on hi. over. We don't bite. Not much. We might cut your head open a little bit, but that's like, you know. Just like a little bit. I just I just want to see why your brain is different. Yeah. That's all. That's all. So, <laughs> come on I'm over I'm going to touch it a little bit. It's going to get weird. But mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to look. We won't touch. Okay, yeah. We just want to look. We just want to look. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We're not here to hurt you. No, no, no. It's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah. that about covers it for today. Cool. We did it. Woohoo. This is the start we of season three. A lot of episodes coming up. Woo. Yeah. Because we are back to non writer strike business as usual. Um, this season is 25 episodes long. We will have a mid season break, though, due to two different volumes happening. Yep. Two different volumes, which couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Villains is 13. So Yeah, very good. So stick around. Things are about to get cray-cray <laughs> <laughs> for some of our favorites. Um, yeah, so thanks for, for joining us, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Bye! <laughs> Bye-bye! Next time on Eclipsed, here on Ando Catch a Film, Siler gets a change of clothes, Noah gets a change of partners, yes, these two things are related, Angela feeds her son, Matt enjoys some chill beats to study slash see the future to, and Peter makes a withdrawal at a local bank with some new pals. Tune in.